Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Kate Constable here with you on a Tuesday. We're filling in for Nick and Ken. They'll be back tomorrow. We are still on Stadium. We're with you until 6 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you go to watchstadium.com and join us. Of course, you can continue watching us on Twitch tv slash betql we're also still on youtube if you go search odyssey sports you can find us we're on fubo tv amazon samsung tv plus Tubi, also on sirius channel 160 and sirius xm 205 kate and i will be with you until 7 p.m eastern time and uh again with you on stadium for the next hour so kate we've talked a lot of football we still have Four games left to preview. We'll get to that later on in the hour, but it's time to talk some NBA. Uh, We have 25. We're 25 games just about through the regular season, and some of the big news today is that John Morant is finally back. He served his suspension for the Memphis Grizzlies. We were talking about this on uh, on Send It In on my show about Ja returning, and obviously Memphis is off to a really, really slow start this season. They're 6-19. and They are 12-1 to to make the playoffs this season. They're seven and a half games back of that 10 seed. So Jai is returning, but do you think it's, you know, a little too late? Do you think Memphis has dug themselves too deep a hole? Yeah, I I think it's too late for the Grizzlies this season to get back in because it's a completely different roster than what they had last year when they were able to, you know, stay afloat, even when John Morant was off the floor and missed quite a few games. I I think uh, Tyus Jones not being there anymore. I mean, he was one of the best backup point guards in the league. Obviously, he's now a starting point guard with the Wizards. Uh, So not having him there to kind of manage the the ship while Jow was out, that's a big blow. And then uh, Memphis just also isn't healthy. No Steven Adams, uh, no Brandon Clark. You have Marcus Smart, who's missed some time, and it was a new roster, new players coming into this season as well, which also makes it tough just to kind of gel and and learn each other's playing styles. Um, So I expected a little of a bit of a rough start, especially with Morant not being on the floor. I I did not expect Memphis to look this bad, and at this point, even with Morant coming back tonight, I don't think that they can make make up enough ground to get back in the playoffs. I I think the ship's kind of sailed on that, unfortunately. 
Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Kate. And, you know, Ja's a great talent. He's a great player. But, I mean, he also has to shake off some rust, right? I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like you're throwing him back in a preseason game. You're, like, you're throwing him right back in the action of an NBA game. He's certainly not going to play, you know, 30, 35 minutes in the first couple games. So it's going to be some take some time for him to get back. I also just think the Western Conference, and we've talked – I mean, yeah. we've discussed this the last, you know, couple of years about the Western Conference, but – it's just a loaded conference, right? I mean, you look at it right now, and it's like, whose spot would Memphis take, right? So mm-hmm. Minnesota's on top of the one. They're going to be in the playoffs. OKC, Denver, Sacramento, Dallas. The Clippers have won eight straight. The way they're playing, they're going to be in. Then right now, if you look at the play-in games, it would be New Orleans, the Lakers, the Rockets, and Phoenix are seven through ten. You say, okay, maybe the Rockets won't make it. Well, Golden State is the next team at 11. And so we figure Golden State's probably going to go on a run. So for me, it's like, what? who's the team that Memphis is going to take? Who? What What spot are they going to take? I, and I just, I don't see them taking any spots from anybody else. The thing that concerns me too, Kate, Memphis is 1-11 and 11 at home this season. Like, you rarely see that, right? I mean, sure, you see that from, like, the Pistons and the Wizards and the Spurs (laughs) and teams like that. But for Memphis to have the talent that they do and for them to be 1-11 at home, and Memphis is a great basketball town. That's the only pro sports team in that city. They love their Grizzlies. Like, to me, more than anything, that's just – that's the biggest shocker is they just – they can't win at home. Yeah, that's – that's a – I forgot that they're that bad at home, especially because, like, that – team that the identity of the Grizzlies was kind of like blue collar toughness Uh, you just haven't seen that out of them this season at all and their schedule is not like a whole lot easier I mean they have what the fourth toughest remaining schedule in the Western Conference they play the Celtics who yes I know they're an Eastern Conference opponent but uh you have the Timberwolves twice you have the Bucks twice the Sixers twice the Thunder twice and the Nuggets three times. So a mix of Eastern and Western conference opponents, but some of the toughest in both of those conferences, you're not going to be winning too many of those games. Plus like I want to give John Morant the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what, what he's, what he's dealt with in these last 25 games of being out. I've heard he's gone through therapy. He feels like he's a renewed person. That is all great. And I hope that that ends up being true, but I wouldn't be shocked. Like, would it shock you if John Morant did something stupid again and is out for, you know, another 25 games or even more? Like, that just wouldn't be totally out of the question based on his track record. So if that's the case, then that this season's just completely over for Memphis. I completely agree. I want to talk to you about the Phoenix Suns. I feel like we've seen this, like, in the Western Conference the last, like, three or four years, whether it's with the Lakers, it's with the Warriors. These veteran teams that we know have championship aspirations were through, like, a quarter of the season, and they're kind of, like, on the outside looking in, or they're, like, right there on the edge, or they're in the playing tournament. Phoenix, right now, they're the number 10 seed, as I said, in the West. They're 14-12. and 12. Bradley Beal was out. He comes back. He's out again. It just the vibe with Phoenix for me, Kate, is like it's very clipperish. I don't know if that's a verb, but it's just like I don't know if you can trust them, right? And like I'm a Wizards fan, and Beal's a great player, 
guy just couldn't stay healthy towards the end of his tenure with the Wizards. Like, he was just never on the floor. Your best ability is your availability. The Suns look really good on paper. Like, we know they have three of the best scorers on the planet with Beal, KD, and Booker, but that bench is thin, as we know, and they traded so much to get Beal. Kate, I don't know if I trust that team long-term. I don't know if I trust those three to stay healthy. And say they do stay healthy, like, are they going to have enough time with Beal to truly gel and get enough chemistry to where when the game slows down in the playoffs, you trust them to make a deep run? I just, I don't see it with Phoenix. I think they're very mispriced. The fact that the gap between them and the next closest team in the West, they're plus 360, and the Lakers are plus 800. I think I think that's crazy. So um, personally, I'm not buying any kind of stock on Phoenix. I'm totally with you. I This Phoenix, the whole move, everything that they've done, one, to get Kevin Durant, and then to get Bradley Beal, and we've hardly seen Beal at all. Like, what's going to turn around for Bradley Beal? You said it like his track record, even with Washington is he hasn't played that many games over the last couple of years. All of a sudden, what he's going to come in 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 when did the playoffs start? Like he's going to come in in February towards the end of the regular season and play a few games. Well, guess what? He's probably going to get hurt again and then be out for the postseason. Um, So honestly, like if we're looking at these the Western Conference right now and the Suns are in the 10th spot, like. I don't think the the Grizzlies have a shot. We've established that, but like one of the teams to drop out of the top 10, like it sounds crazy because you're talking about a team with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, but it would not shock me if the Suns just don't figure it out this year and would somehow miss the playoffs. Like I, I, I realize how insane that sounds saying it out loud, but it's the reality of the roster construction that they have. They really don't have any depth and then their players can't stay healthy. I mean, we haven't even gotten Devin Booker's annual hamstring or, or groin strain that he has every year where he's out for three to four weeks. Kevin Durant, surprisingly, has been semi-healthy. But wait until he goes through his big injury of the season. They lose a bunch of games there, and they're not able to climb back into it later in the season. Like, that would not shock me at all. Um, yeah. Which is, again, like kind of what happened in Brooklyn past couple seasons like things go south for those three superstars and Brooklyn's in a tough spot it kind of feels like that's what's going to happen with this Phoenix team no I think I think you're right I mean you know we're kind of all waiting for Beal to get back but I mean even Durant right like he's not getting any younger he's certainly suffered his injuries Booker as you mentioned so I just I mean the upside with Phoenix certainly is there if those guys can stay healthy I just I don't Mm -hmm. trust him to do it and especially at the price. What about the Lakers? They obviously won the in-season tournament. They went to the Western Conference playoffs last year. They're currently the eighth seed. You know, they're just kind of going along. We expect them to be in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough out. They currently have the third best odds in the West at plus 800. Where are you on the Lakers? Like, do you think they need to make a move at some point at the trade deadline? Are they still another player or two away? Or you think their team's good enough? They just, they need to stay healthy. I think their team's good enough with where their roster is at right now. I think I think health is the most important thing and going into the playoffs um, completely healthy because what LeBron James just did in the in-season tournament, like he took over in those games and he just 
he was not about to let the Lakers lose any of those games. So if, if that's what's going to happen in the postseason, then this Lakers team has a shot at winning the title this year. Now they're going to have to obviously get past the Nuggets and the Timberwolves who look really good. Um, but I kind of like the Lakers, which is surprising because I haven't really been all that I haven't had too many nice things to say about Anthony Davis over previous seasons, but he's shown up big in some big moments this year. So I do like where the Lakers are at. I think that that's the perfect spot for him. Just kind of like fly under the radar, get by. You don't need to be the number one seed going into the postseason. Just just don't have to be in the play-in again because then you're going to run out of gas. We kind of saw that last year, but get into those top six and see what you can do once you once you uh, hit the postseason. But I kind of like the Lakers. All right, we got to talk about these Minnesota Timberwolves. They're 20-5. and five. There's a team that comes along every year in the NBA, right, that's either a one seed or a two seed. And, like, you could kind of see, like, the potential, and you could see that maybe, like, they're kind of the next team to have a really good regular season. That was, like, the Kings last year. Those Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert's Utah Jazz teams were kind of like that. Atlanta had that one year where they won like 60 games. It it just feels like Minnesota, they're having a really good year. They have some nice pieces. Anthony Edwards is the real deal. But like, are you buying the Timberwolves? Like, doesn't it feel like they're still another piece away? Doesn't it feel like they're still too early? Like, don't they need to know how to win in the postseason? Like what it takes to win that time of the year or from what you see, like, you know, they do have some veterans on their team. They're good defensively. Like, do you think Minnesota could potentially make a deep playoff run? PJ, I'm from Minnesota. I grew up watching the Timberwolves. Timberwolves will be great during the regular season. They're going to win a bunch of games. <laughs> so then they're going to make it to the postseason, and they're going to get bounced in the first round, at the very most, the second round. Like, maybe this is a team kind of like the Suns, what was it, two, three years ago, where they won 62-some games, um, and then – lost terribly to Dallas in the second round. And they, I mean, they were the favorites to win the title that year, I think, or close to it. Um, I'm not sure Minnesota is going to be the favorite to win the title at any point this season, but they're starting to piece things together. Like Carl Anthony Towns, he's another player I haven't had too many nice things to say about. He finally feels like he's figured it out a little bit and can play uh, unselfishly with the players around him. And Rudy Gobert has stepped up more so in this role with Minnesota. He's starting to look a little bit more like his peak years with the Jazz. Um, so if that's the case, like, yeah, I think this team can win a ton of games. I just, the experience in the postseason, they don't have any of it. I mean, what, they made a play-in game last year. Um, I think they made the first round, lost to the Grizzlies, maybe it was. They, they just haven't won in the postseason. And that matters, that experience once you get there. So, as a Minnesota fan who's been let down by uh, the Wolves growing up over and over and over again, I'm kind of just holding my breath and bracing myself for something like that to happen again. It's been fun watching them, though. And what I love about them is the fact that they're 11-1 and one at home. They take care of their mm -hmm. home court. They won nine of their last 10 games, so they're playing really good basketball. The team that I like, Kate, that I think we could all see was coming. They were kind of a year ahead of schedule. We knew Chet Holmgren was, was on the way as well, but... OKC, I mean, they're I like them a lot. They obviously have a superstar in SGA. Chet and um, Wembenyama are neck and neck for Rookie of the Year. Um, they, they just got a good team, and Sam Presti is so good with the front office and all the young talent that they have. 
Uh, so they got a really good team. It's kind of cool to see Minnesota and OKC kind of at the top of the standings, right? Denver's three. Sacramento, who was last year's fun surprise, they're at number four. Dallas and the Clippers are five and six. And then the Pelicans are at seven. I kind of group all of those teams together, like the Dallas, the Clippers, the Pelicans of the world, where so much talent, but obviously they got to avoid their injuries, right? And there's so much unknown. Like with Pelicans, it's all about Zion. The Clippers, we know with their with those guys. Dallas, it's like, is Kyrie going to go off the rails? You know, is he going to say something he shouldn't? Is he going to get hurt? Are they going to do something crazy? Um, but the West is interesting, Kate. Real quick, outside of Denver, if you had to place a futures bet on somebody in the West, what, what would be the team that you would take? As of right now, the Clippers. We've been waiting for this to happen for the Clippers. They've supposed they've been supposed to have been this team for the last couple of seasons. I really like what I'm seeing from them. Again, the injuries is a concern, but I would have to put some money on the Clippers because if they can stay healthy, they are going to be tough to beat in the postseason. That's for sure. Certainly rolling right now. They've won eight straight games. So that was the Western Conference breakdown. We'll talk about the East on the other side of the break. This is You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM.